Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Let us pray. Loving Father, we give you thanks for having been so wonderfully good to us. Spared our lives to this day, and you have given us yet another opportunity to qualify for eternity. We want to thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Today, the caption that we're going to be studying under is the power of love. The power of love. Now, we have heard it said that there are people who are out there exhibiting the love of power. Now, it's very vivid as we study the history of this world, that it's one of the things that the human being is foremostly concerned about, power. And so people would do almost anything and everything to have power. But today we are talking about the power of love. And John 3.16 makes it very clear to us that God so loved the world. Now, you see the past tense there because it was the time of the motivation. So God so loved the world when he made the decision that he made. It was because of the love that he had. Why he did it? He still loves us. But in connection with John 3.16, it was what motivated him so strongly then. That's why it is said God so loved the world. The time of the motivation. He was moved by a special Love. And the word there is God so loved the world. You have heard it said that the, the Maroons, those of you who know about the Maroons in, 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 on an island called Jamaica, uh, the Maroons would say the thing was sweet so till. Hmm. Or sour so till means the degree it was far beyond the ordinary. That degree. And here we are understanding that God so loved the world. Hey. It was an extraordinary love. Come on now. So loved the world. That degree, that degree. That love degree was beyond what we would have on a normal basis. He so loved the world that he gave, gave the greatest act. People do not like to give these days. You find folks doing that rather than handing out. They reach out for what you have. And, and looking 
hoping to receive what you have but not giving. And here we have the greatest act. God so loved the world. The love was to such a degree that he made the greatest act. Gave. And then he gave all he had. His only begotten son the greatest gift. So we are talking here about the power of love. Look at what love can do. In other words, love manifested has given us brilliant hope. I mean hope for the future in the prayer. Those of you who listen to the prayer. Over there, brother mentioned, he said, help us to look up to Jesus. Oh, come on now. You know, look up to Jesus. And I add, look up to Jesus and forward to the future. To that which he has promised us. And he has promised us existence in a new environment, in a presence that cannot be duplicated. And we want that to become for us a grand reality. By the grace of God. Come on now. And so, when we see the power of love demonstrated, this is demonstrative love. God so loved it. He, he didn't say like some people, I love you, but they have no action behind it. <laughs> you know I love you. Of course I love you. And that's about all they say. Hmm. Oh, tell you. Come on now, folks. Can you folks imagine that being married and the spouse is asking you to, to get some water at midnight? And, and then you... You're upstairs, but the refrigerator is downstairs. And you had to go downstairs. And when you go back upstairs, and, and, and that volume is finished, uh, and, and she says, um, could you get me another one? <laughs> oh, yes, dear. And, and you're gone again. And if there's capacity for another one, you would go again. It's all under the power of love. Come on now. Power of love. Oh, God is great, isn't he? I mean, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. You know... In John 17 and verse 13, we read something special. You're talking about God so loved the world, but here we see it, it says something special. That this love, that, like a, a chain. Greater love hath no man than this. That a man laid down his life, come on now, for his friend. Or should do it. Motivated by love. Greater love. Where are you going to find it greater? If the person would lay down his life for his friend. 
Think of, think of it. Stretch your creative imagination. Where are you going to find it greater? And I'm trying to tell us today that this matter of Christianity is, is not on the top of a BMW. No. Neither is it in the front seat, the passenger seat, or the driver's seat. This kind, I'm telling you, has to do with God. God, our Father. Do not see him as somebody way out there, unconcerned about our existence. No, he is concerned about us, and we ought to be concerned about him. Because now the record says he so loved the world. Not talking about cats and, and dogs and, and so forth. He loved the animals, yes, but primarily the people that were made in his image. Come on now. God so loved the world that for our redemption he gave his son. And that's love exhibited. That's demonstrative love. Think of it. We can't just think of, of, of this love of God and let it go by as if it's just a vehicle passing. It's more than that. God is reaching out for our soul's salvation. He wants to save us from gutmost to utmost. He wants to do that. We can't just treat it uh, as if we, we're just looking at a miscellaneous other? No. This is something crucial. Very important. We let it go by now, unnoticed, and there's no second chance around. There's no second time. No second time. We can't treat it lightly. Why am I speaking about this John 3.16? Because it's the first Sabbath I'm speaking to you for the, in the year. And, and I want you to get that John 3.16 straight. I want us all to be revived in it. I myself and you to whom I speak for the blessed Lord. To be revived. This is something that is true. In Matthew chapter 1, I want you to see here in this book, Matthew chapter 1, where we are going to be talking something special for the, the next 15 or so minutes, but uh, listen to this now. Listen to this. You're going to go home in time. As a matter of fact, I think the folks have, have things on spot. So I can go up till 3 o'clock. But I'm saying... The point here I'm dealing with is that here in, in Matthew, the very first chapter, and this, this, is, this is important, verse 18. I want you to look into your book and, and, and see there plainly, clearly what it says. It says, now the birth of Jesus Jesus Christ was on this wise. Now note something special coming up here now. This wise. 
What, what, what wise? In other words, this way. What was special about it? He says, when, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, espoused to Joseph, before they came together. Now look at this. Before they came together, what happened? She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> now, brethren, I want you to, to just see something. Now, the blessed Lord promised a solution to the problem. In other words, sin was and still is the big problem. And so the Lord says he's going to bring a solution to the problem to a grand reality. So the blessed Lord decided now to send his son. To send his son. Isaiah said way back there that a virgin is going to conceive. Oh, yes. You can read it in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. You, you can read it for yourself that a, a virgin. And, and, and then he's going to be Emmanuel. God with us. And here we're having something special coming out. Matthew, now the New Testament, is saying. Now, this thing happened there in Palestine, and Joseph was involved. He was exposed to Mary, and Mary, of course, the two of them exposed together. And, and in those days, what happened is that as long as you have consented, given hand in, in, in marriage, it is sealed. So if there's going to be a separation, it has got to be through a divorce. Oh, yes. Even at first step. First step. And so when and Joseph considered uh, that Mary now being with child, and as the record says, before they came together, which means no genital mating, and before... They came together. She was found with child. And now here's the person now. The Bible says, goes on to say, and that being a just man. So that he was not just an ordinary person in the community. He was well known as a man of dignity and decency and purity. He was known as an upright person in the community. Here now, he has got to become righteously indignant now. Because something offensive and insulting has, has come along. So his righteousness now has got to surface good. And, and notice something here now. God gave. Now Joseph, the man, he, he is now involved. Because this gift is special. What is he going to do about this gift? Well, 
up to this point, he doesn't know yet what's going on. So he went off to sleep like most of us do. And while he was sleeping, Gabriel appeared to him in a dream. In a dream. And he said, Joseph, son of David. He said, fear not. Fear not to take Mary, your wife. Don't fear. Because that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Of the Holy Ghost. Ah. Uh, if you were in Joe's stead, tell me now how would you have felt? I mean, uh, come on now. And here, Brother Joe believed in the blessed Lord. And, and he believed that the Lord sent a message to him, direct. Come on now. Gabriel being the messenger. Gabriel brought the message and set Joe at ease. You see, because he was planning to put her away secretively. You know, because what? He had love for Mary. And his love for God was so strong that he believed Gabriel. Oh, yes. Now, this is strong love. Strong love. And I want you to see here that I believe that somewhere along the line, the folks in Palestine must have said, God could not have chosen a better man to be the earthly parents of Jesus. The parent, the father, a man of strong love. He loved God, and that's why he believed Gabriel. He loved Mary, and that's why he didn't want to make her a public example of infidelity. Come on now. He loved her so much. And I'm telling you, God wants us to love one another, and especially husband, to love your wife. And vice versa. And, and, and love your spouse so till. Because here we're seeing true love. This is love demonstrated. God demonstrated his love by sending his son. And here we have Brother Joe demonstrating his love for God and his love for Mary. You know, one missionary went out there to Africa. And while he was speaking to a tribe, a special section of a tribe. He, he, he was addressing primarily the chief. And he was giving him this account about the birth of our blessed Lord. And while he was speaking, 
the chief said, just a minute. He said, tell me, uh, this man Joseph, you know, Gabriel said that that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So the chief said, this man Joseph, did he believe that? love for God made him believe it. Love for God. He loved God. And, and he didn't want to embarrass his wife. To be. They were going to be married pretty soon. But brethren, I want you to see that this matter of love is not a simple thing. In 1 John, this John was close to the blessed Lord. Very close to him. And in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9, 19, it says, we love him. Come on now. We love him because he first loved us. Now, I want you to see something special. That which follows the because is the authority that governs our will. That which follows the because. We love him because. Uh, what follows the because now? Because he first Love us. So we are only showing appreciation for the love that he has for us. And how hard it is for some people to do. Just to show appreciation for the love that he has for us. We love him because. It was deep enough in him to work for our redemption. To make a plan for us to escape the wrath that is coming. So we love him. Our response being this demonstrative. God wanted to be demonstrative. Our response must be seen and known and heard. That we love him because he first loved us. Anybody can say I love you. Especially if they're vocal. Anybody. The songwriter says, <laughs> I looked in there, I love thee, I love thee, and that thou dost know. But how much I love thee, my action will show. Come on now. You love, you love, you love, and then you hoot off. At the person, you know, call the person all, all sorts of humiliating names. And then come back and say love. <laughs> if you don't know, if we do not know the Lord, we do not really know love. The Bible says God is love. 
And he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And I saw a period behind me. That ends it. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. Come on. For if we know God, and if we love God, then we're going to love one another. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now we are talking about demonstrative love. And I want you to note that our Lord, he wants us to get to the point. The point at which we understand what he has done for us. And I cite you an example, the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. There he says, I'm crucified with Christ. I want you to note something special. But nevertheless, you know, I, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless. There's something special. Nevertheless. I, I'm going to go on living. Nevertheless. But they said the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God. Who loved me. Ah, motivation again. <laughs> who loved me. And gave himself for me. Ah, first person now. We're getting, we're getting now home to the whole matter. Singular now. Singular. Gave himself for me. Gave himself for me. Do you know that we are victors? I mean, we are by the victory of the blessed Lord over Satan. We are also victors. Come on now. Look at what God has done to embrace us. To cause us to live with him. Specimen of glorification. A people candidate for eternity. Look at what he has done for us. Would mankind continue to be ungrateful? I mean, so ungrateful that he can't pause to thank God and demonstrate his love for God through obedience? This is the true demonstration of love for God. And we can see there in, in, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And there at verse 15, the blessed Lord said, love not the world. In other words, the love I'm talking about, don't you give it to the world. Love not the world, neither the things of the world. For if any man loved the world, ah, you don't have love for the Father, he said. Now, now, he said that all that is in the world, 
the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life. These things, he says, are not of the Father. Not of the Father. If a man loves the world, today it's, it's so difficult to tell who is a Seventh-day Adventist. There was a time, a long time ago, when you could, a Seventh-day Adventist was distinct. You could make out a Seventh-day Adventist in any crowd. Not today, sir. Not today. Mm -mm. The folks have allowed the world to come on in, and it was creeping in, but now it's running in. Running in. And the Lord is saying now, if you're going to have good love for me, I mean real genuine love, love not the world. Neither the things of the world. Come on now, folks. Am I talking the truth? In Galatians 4 and verse 16, the apostle Paul, he asked the, the, the folks in Galatia, he said, am I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? You can read it first. 4.16. Am I become your enemy because they tell you the truth? People get against people because they speak the truth. The truth offends sometimes. Well, he's going to offend this year. Because I know that it's only the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth is going to set you free. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, it's the truth we need to set us free. And the truth is... God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that we might not perish, but have everlasting life. Come on, you want anything better than that? This is truth. And you can stand four square on that truth. And you can demonstrate it as you move on the streets of, of Miami or Fort Lauderdale or Hollywood, wherever you are. You can make it demonstrative that, that here by my mind set on intentional obedience, I am exhibiting my love for God. Intentional obedience. I am going to obey him next week. I'm going to obey him tomorrow. I'm going to obey him the next year. I am going to obey him and demonstrate my love for him. Come on now. Anything wrong with that? Tell me. Shout it. Trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. What we want is to make our love for God demonstrative. And how is it going to be? By daily obedience to his will. Demonstrate it. And people wouldn't have to ask any question. Uh, there was a time when burglars wouldn't bother with Seventh-day Adventists. Why? Because they didn't see them with jewelry and so forth. Today, you better look out for the burglar. You better look out for the burglar. We are in a crisis, folks. It's terrible. 
It's the, the first wrong thing they did was to take out the good from the manual for the Seventh-day Adventist who is going to be transferred. Now, he's going to be transferred, but he must be in good and regular standing. That's how we know it. They removed the good, and they say now he must be in regular standing, which means he must be up to the lifestyle of the majority of Seventh-day Adventists. That's regular. I read in the, in the Bible there, Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 14, he said, hell hath enlarged itself. A lot of people going to hell. But those here before me sitting today, forget it. You're going to leave us alone. We won't have any part in hell. Oh, no. Because we are going to demonstrate love for God. Sufficient to keep us going until that day. Isn't that something? Oh, God is, is great, Frederick. Wonderful. And all that he has done and is doing is for our good. For our good. You can't, how can a person not love a person like that? Tell me. Well, remember, love not the world, neither the things of the world. Because if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. But now you're going to demonstrate love for God. You're going to make it demonstrative. And, and people would see something if it is demonstrated. As long as our love is demonstrative, people are going to see it. And the Bible says, you are my witnesses. Come on now. Uh, witnesses. We have a sense of gratitude. In other words, we are thankful to God. And the Bible says in the last days, people are going to be unthankful. Oh, yes. Do not let the scripture fulfill in the negative where you are concerned. They are going to be unthankful and unholy. Don't ever let that happen. Don't let it happen to you. Thank God for what he has done. And give him the praise that is due unto him. Demonstrative love. Just show it to the world that you love the Lord. You love the Lord. And people, you don't have to say much, you know. You go, you go around the place, people ask you sometimes. Said, but by the way you speak and so forth, they, they, I can see you're a Christian. Oh, yeah. And the other way around, they don't have to ask any question. No question at all. They can see you're not. I'm saying, those of us who love the Lord, let us make it a point of duty to demonstrate our love for him in willing intentional obedience 
to his holy will. How many of you would like to say, Lord, give me the strength to do it. Would you stand? Give me the strength to do it. In my human flesh, I can't make it. Lord, give me the strength, the strength to obey you. I want to do it. I want to do it. Give me the strength. Let's bow our heads. Shall we pray? Eternal God and our Father, again we thank you for loving us so much. We thank you for bringing us out today so we could listen to your words. Lord, as we listen, help us that we might not only be listeners, but we'll be doers of your words. And as we leave here today, we pray, Lord, that will give us the strength to go and tell others about your love and your soon coming so they too can come and taste and see that the Lord is good. Bless us and keep us continually, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And now, loving Father, we acknowledge your sovereignty. We acknowledge your concern about our soul's salvation. You have demonstrated it in so many different ways and you have made it known through your son, Lord. Even, even in the experience of one whom back then the people had to throw away as good for nothing. They brought before your son this woman caught in adultery and told the blessed Lord, that this, this woman, way back then, Moses and these folks said that they should be stoned. They should be condemned. They should be put to death. What do you say? Ah, uh, that takes us back, Lord, to the time when John penned the words that God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. That takes us to John. But back to our blessed Lord. He's going to deal with the matter now. Oh, Heavenly Father, help us to see your love, your compassion. He's going to deal with her now. It's only that it was so strange that he had to deal with the strangeness of the whole thing that caught in adultery and only one person came. Only one person came up or they brought up. It was difficult to know and to understand how only one person could commit adultery. And so the blessed Lord, seeing the hypocrisy, He bent over and he wrote about the sins of the people who even brought the lady. One by one, they walked away. And the record says, when Jesus lifted up himself, 
and saw none but the woman. None but the woman. None but the woman. He asked, woman, where are those thine accusers? Did no man condemn thee? And she said, no man, Lord. No man. He said, neither do I. Come on now. Neither do I. Go. Go and sin no more. Sin no more. Sin no more. Uh, Gabriel said to Joseph, He said, Mary's going to have a child. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. Not in their sin. From their sin. So the Lord said, go. Go and sin no more. Hallelujah. Oh, what a God. Heavenly Father, give us the strength. We're asking for the strength, Lord, to go and sin no more. And be identified with you and your son, Lord, as, as, as candidates for eternity, specimen of glorification. We want to be with you. Make before us a grand reality, Lord, since we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.